Hey everybody, welcome to Marvel Champions Monthly. We are a fan podcast about the card game Marvel Champions, which is made by Fantasy Flight Games. I'm Kennedy Hawk, one of your hosts. I've got all three other co-hosts with me today. So we have Adderkop. How's it going, Adderkop? Uh, it's going pretty good. Pretty good. We'll see if it's going good for us after this hour. And then we've got the peanut gallery here. We've got Americano. How's it going? Good, man. Good to be here. And we've got Crimson. Hey, how's it going, guys? So today's topic, we're finally going to revisit. We did this last year. We did these smash-up superhero decks where we built a sort of 25-card deck for each aspect. It could be smashed up with whatever hero you want. And I think that what we're going to do this year, since we've got so many more packs for each aspect, is we're going to split it into two episodes. So for today, we're going to come up with two aggression decks, or Adderkop's going to propose two. And I'm going to propose two leadership decks that can work that can work with any hero, but I'm sure they're better with some heroes over others because there's so many heroes now that have different play styles, it's hard to make one that fits all of them. But what we're going to try to do is use one card pool of cards. So you're going to have one core set, one of each hero pack, and one of each campaign box to make two decks per aspect. So that means if you want to include Maria Hill, she only gets to go in one deck because she you only get one copy of her if you buy everything. So hopefully at the end we'll have eight decks that you can go and build these 25-card decks, and then anytime you want to play, you just grab one of these smash-up decks and one of your heroes, you shuffle them together, and your deck is formed. So I called Americano and Crimson the peanut gallery because they didn't have to do any homework this week. Everybody else had to make decks, and once Drax and Venom are both fully out, then we'll be making those justice and protection decks. I know, this one's going to be easy for me today. Yeah, you just get to throw <laughs> eggs and tomatoes and stuff. But, but try to hold your applause until the end, at least. So one quick administrative thing. In case people didn't know, we have a Marvel Champions monthly Discord. You can check that out as a link in the show notes below. So just click more details on the episode on your iPhone, and there should be a little link to jump in the Discord server. We've got deck building channels. We've got like a Marvel Strike Force Alliance a rules questioning area, uh, definitely a memes area. You probably know how I feel about memes, but really just a way to engage with us and engage with the community. We try to get articles up there from FFG and, and any information we get um, posted to Discord as soon as possible. We share it with a couple other podcasts, so uh, you can definitely check it out and give us feedback, uh, the card text, obviously critical encounters, the side scheme, um, and a couple others. So. Check it out. Um, On top of that, we have a Patreon. We try not to uh, plug the Patreon constantly because I'm sure that is annoying for everyone. But at least once a year, once a quarter, I want to make sure we shout out to all of our patrons that are so very, 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 very appreciated. So if you want to check out our Patreon, you can check that in the show notes below as well. But I want to thank all our patrons this week, uh, this month, in this episode. So thanks to Adam Grandison. Thanks to Banana Crapshoot, to Chris Meka, to Loch Ness 2112, to Matt McClocksky, to Ron F., to Ryan Lang, thank you, Ryan, Scott Armstrong, Scott Woodward, Alan, The Board Game Lawyer, Brad McLaughlin, Laughlin, I can almost talk. You'll have to tell me how to say that one. Eric Lloyd. Randy Holty, Will Rubenstein, Chris C., Garrett Wern- Werman, Weirman, Kevin Gardner, Mr. Ben, Scott Hill, and Sergio Marquise. So 
thank you so, so much for being a Patreon of Marvel Champions Monthly. It helps us pay our bills. It helps us keep the Discord audio running as smoothly as possible by increasing audio speed and bandwidth and things like that. And it lets us create cool, awesome uh, Patreon giveaways and the giveaway that we're going to do soon for our 100,000 download episode. So there was a contest on Facebook. We just hit 100,000 downloads. So that stream will be scheduled soon. So you can see if you've won a Return of the Rhino custom modular set. So all that jargon out of the way, let's get back to our episode. All right, well, we'll get started with aggression. So, Addercap, you've got two aggression decks that you want to talk us through. So pick which one you want to do first so that we can yell at you about it. Sure. Uh, Americano, Krim, Dan, you all know me. Uh, I don't know me, obviously. I just kind of paused there. But uh, I brought aggression for all sizes. And since there's four of us, I expect that we are all sizes. So this one uh, is dedicated to everybody. <laughs> um, so the uh, the first one is an aggression deck that it intends to leverage um, physical resources, right? Um, we've seen the stunlock builds. We've seen it with Captain America. We've seen the heavy physical builds with Hulk. We've seen the uh, Yarn Bjorn builds with pretty much everybody. Um, I always want to say Thor first because you don't get to have that many soft J's and not say Thor first. But as it would turn out, Darn Gorn builds are all over the place. Um, the goal here is to maximize stuff like uh, Dropkick. And I think it does it pretty well. Um, this deck was initially built to be used with Hulk. Um, I've tried out similar stuff with Captain America. Um, as you might expect. And I tried it with uh, a Scarlet Witch, actually, to kind of go off the wall with it. And it's worked really, really well. As it would turn out, lining up your resources into physical, hitting a dropkick turn, and just kind of going nuts um, is always, always useful. Um, it leans into the basic cards. Um, not basic aspect, obviously. Shout out uh, Banana Crab Shoot. Uh, to set up early because i mean as you guys have seen a lot of a lot of heroes that you associate with the aggression aspect have a low hand size your hulks your thors like i mentioned before um and now you know even drax if you wanted to get into that but we'll do that next time so uh we want to land stuff like death focus we want to land stuff like avengers mansion uh enhanced physique especially and then helicarrier and queen carrier are functionally the same card so that's just, that's all advantageous. Um, the difference between Helicarrier and Queen Carrier, obviously, um, is one makes a wild resources. So depending on your hero kit, that might be very relevant. Um, but in general, you can kind of see what it does. It tries to just play as many events as possible, and it has no allies. So the higher your health pool or the more damage that you want to be taking, again, Hulk, uh, She-Hulk, uh, Drax, uh, the better this deck works, but it can definitely work with anybody. Um, also, uh, Ant-Man, another one of my favorites. This works really well with Ant-Man. You want to read the the list really quick? Um, and we'll have links to images of the list in the show notes in case you don't want to write these down really fast. Yeah, sure. Um, so starting at the top, we've got two copies of uh, Clobber, uh, one combat training, three drop kicks, two martial prowess, two power of aggressions, 
uh, one Avengers Mansion, one Deft Focus, uh, three Enhanced Physiques, one Helicarrier, one Quinn Carrier, three Resourcefuls, one Strength, two Tenacity, and two The Power in All of Us. Uh, the packs required, uh, naturally, you're going to need a corset, uh, Hulk, Wasp, uh, Galaxy's Most Wanted, uh, Gamora, and then Thor uh, or Drax, thanks to some reprints in Drax. Um, as far as mulligan tips go, um, you're going to want an opening hand that sets up. You're going to want to see um, a line that includes you playing Avengers Mansion or a carrier, um, and ideally an enhanced physique. Um, the best heroes to go with it, as I mentioned before, uh, you're going to be your, your, four, your four hand size heroes, your Hulk, Thor, uh, She-Hulk really benefit from it, but this deck absolutely shines as a uh, a cap stun lock deck as well. Cool. I think, yeah, what do people think? I, I think it's pretty brave not having these allies in there. Just saying. <laughs> I think it sounds fun. I think we rely so much on allies that it'd be interesting to try without it. Now, I wouldn't take it against, like... Actually, maybe I would take it against the Collector because there ain't nothing for him to take now. <laughs> well, there's quite a bit for him to take still because of uh, resourceful and enhanced physique yeah. being being finite uh, permanence. But uh, you just kind of adjust your play style for it. Um, that's how I've gotten through uh, Galaxy's Most Wanted playing something very very similar. Is just collector. You just you just use everything and you you max out your hand every turn and you don't really build. It seems like the ultimate aggression theme win, right? You're just going all in on attacks and punching and kicking and slamming things. And I mean, a real aggressive hero, like somebody that's just going to walk walk up to somebody and uppercut them, they're probably not going to have a lot of allies on their team anyway. So that right. makes kind of sense. Yeah, it's it's really good at clearing the, the path, um, dealing with a bunch of little minions all at once, um, even without cards like melee or uppercut. Um, and, you know, depending on your hero kit, you... Uh, actually, tenacity I think deserves a little bit of uh, being addressed because of how like chagrined the card is, or maligned the card is. Um, I think that with certain heroes, namely um, of the Hulk variety and the Thor variety, the extra ready can be a huge amount of damage, especially a, a stacked up Hulk with his combat training, with his inner rage, and this is the kind of deck that can throw out a drop kick and use that kind of gas to stand back up and Hulk smash. Yeah, there's a another new hero that I've actually put that damn card into the deck because it just needed another way to untap him. And who is that? Yeah, <laughs> Drax. Cool. Okay. Cool. Cool. Yeah. Gotcha. Uh, yeah, you're using tenacity to to use that high attack and make the most out of it every turn. So, I think that it's not an awful card in the right build. So. Um, you have two copies of Clobber mm -hmm. and three copies of Dropkick. Yes. So there's five attack events. I think that's it, right? Five attack events? Or there... Hold on. Let me check the basics. That's it, right? Yeah, that's it. So, I mean, with two copies of Mar Martial Prowess, you're going to have heroes that focus on um, attack events are going to want this, are going to like this deck more than, I mean, I guess what I'm saying is only five, I guess five's not a small amount of attack events, but with more targets, martial prowess is going to be more beneficial, because you're going to have one dead martial prowess in your deck. Right. Unless um, you but, play it on somebody else. Can you play it on someone else? 
Yeah. Okay. You can. Uh, you probably won't, though, because it is a physical resource, so it generates one, and it also can be pitched for one. And that, that makes it worth it, but seeing it early is functionally a, a resource generator. And almost every hero has attack events. I think there's like two or three that don't. Like, I think Black Panther doesn't have any attack events. Ironically, I think Hulk, does he have attack events? He might actually not, which is really funny. Um, um, he does, doesn't he? Which one's, which one's the Hulk attack event? Her, well, Crushing Blow? Uh, yeah, right? crush, at least Crushing Blow. Okay, so there, there's one. I feel better now. <laughs> and you wouldn't have to play anything from your hand because it only costs one. Right. Yep. I actually think this would be uh, really fun with Black Panther because you get all those vibraniums that are double wilds. So those are going to match physical, physical for dropkick. And all you got to do is find one physical resource on top of it. So that's pretty cool. Yeah, the, and the, the deck should be able to reliably play multiple Wakanda Forevers in a turn. So um, that's, I mean, obviously, that's the dream as a Black Panther player, right? You you save up some gas, and then one turn you're like, I'm, I'm dropping three Wakanda Forevers. I hope everybody's cool with that. <laughs> yeah, you're going to have to really hit the villain hard and fat. I mean, that's what this is for, because you're not going to be able to, you're not going to survive very long. Yeah, and there's no. no thwarting in this, right? So all the thwarting is going to have to come from punching things and from your hero kit. Uh, yeah, that's yeah, or or whatever hard stats you have, like in the case this, of, of Cap. Yep, this is like the when I think of aggression, this is what I think of. <laughs> so I think that I want to run this deck a three-player game where that person you just put the new person in and you give them aggression and just give them this deck. Because then they just get to just straight punch the villain. Like that's their role. I don't because man, they, they, there, there's no attrition here. And, and I, I get what you're saying, but like in a three-player game, you have to have the attrition. What do you mean by that? Explain. So the villain's HP goes up per player, but your haymaker doesn't go up damage per player. Oh, I see. I see. It, it's um, going to be a long slugfest, and the person playing this deck, like, I wouldn't do it three-player. I would do it two-player, but I wouldn't go three-player. I think it would... I think at that point, you would be looking at a, a bad new player experience. I think uh, the deck also functions as uh, minion control in the right scenarios, especially in higher player counts. If the aggression player gets to just run around the table punching out minions to keep everybody else's path clear... Um, I think it's another ideal position for the deck. There's definitely things you could pivot for multiplayer, right? You could, mm -hmm. uh, in multiplayer, if you're playing with someone else that has three attack, you could take two combat training and one martial prowess and just swap those two and still keep like the identity of the deck there, but just tweak it a little bit. So it's pretty cool. Right. It's not, that's not the rules of this of this episode. I make the rules. What are you talking about? <laughs> no, Crimson, the the... The solution to that is play skirmish mode, and you just play one, um, one villain, one stage of the villain. <laughs> it's a three-player game. Is, is that a player? thing? That's it yeah. is. Yeah, it's in the rule. Oh. Yeah. It, oh. it's a thing. Yeah, this this deck will absolutely dust Last any skirmish minutes. mode. <laughs> and I'd say it's still got a little bit of attrition because, like, the first time you're going through your deck, because there's more villain HP, you're not going to be able to play as many events per turn. But then once you get a Helicarrier, a Quincarrier, a Mansion, and a Martial Prowess out, 
when you get to the end of the game, you're going to be ramped up and doing like multiple attacks per turn instead multiple, of one. Multiple so clobbers. Yeah, one multiple card. multiple clobbers or dropkick clobber, heroic strike or whatever. I don't know. I think yeah, it'll had, build itself up. I've had games where it's it'll be after you know obviously living the dream setup. It'll be a clobber, bring it back to hand, dropkick, draw a card, activate tenacity, and then Hulk smash. And that, you mean pinpoint strike? That's what you meant, right? I meant to say pinpoint strike. What did I say? Okay. I think it was my accent. <laughs> so I'm gonna yeah, be, I'm um, gonna be the wasp champion now. Good, you should be. Somebody somebody should be. I'll I'll leave you guys with the being the whole cha- champions. Um, I'll still back you up, but I'm gonna I'm gonna champion wasp. You just feel guilty because yeah. you you didn't buy Hulk. I get it. Oof. Oh. <laughs> I can't right, imagine. Well, no, I've just I've just been having a blast playing playing Wasp lately. So, okay, well, yeah. we're good. Someone should. I think I think we should At all get together and play all of our pet heroes who are not necessarily the greatest and just have a she blast hold. with it. There you go. See, now we're talking. Let's do it. All I right, still well, love was... my She-Hulk. So Dan uh, chooses Dan chooses Hawkeye. Okay. Yeah, sounds Number good. One, Let's do it. Hero. <laughs> I haven't played him before. See what this guy does. <laughs> All right, that was deck one for aggression. So you're obviously not going to be able to include drop kicks in your next one. So what are you building for aggression deck two? Darn. All right. So uh, obviously we can we can see it, but I'm gonna I'm gonna talk a little bit about it here. Uh, it is an aggression deck that is after Dan's heart because it is a red deck doing its best impression of a blue deck, and I think it mm. works. Purple yeah. deck, got it. It's like a purple deck, yeah. I'm not great at colors. Right up my um, alley, it's perfect. Yeah, so we'll, we'll run through it really quick. As far as the aggression cards go, this is very, very light on red cards. Uh, two boot camps, so you gotta love it already, naturally. Uh, one brawn, one herc, one hulk, one sentry, one spider girl, two power of aggression, one tigra, and uh, similar to the first one, we've got some support uh, basic stuff. So we've got our Avengers Mansion, two copies of Earth's Mightiest Heroes. Uh, we've got our Energy, Genius, and Strength, two copies of First Aid, a Helicarrier, three copies of Honorary Avenger, uh, Lockjaw, and two Team Building Exercise. So Team Building Exercise sort of... Uh, it can sort of pigeonhole the deck into which heroes can play it, but feel free to change those into anything else that generates resources. Um, the packs required, again, of course, the core set. You gotta have Captain America, you gotta have Miss Marvel, some Thor, some Hulk, uh, some Red Skull, and then uh, Ant-Man and Wasp. So, um, as far as mulliganing goes, this one's a little bit tricky, um, because obviously you're not gonna slam a bunch of these guys on the same turn to, uh, because of the high price tags. Um, but if you can see stuff a little early, like your team building exercises, your helicarriers, uh, your Avengers mansion, um, and then run from there, then you might be able to build yourself or you should be able to build yourself into multiple allies per turn. Um, don't be afraid to pitch your first couple allies that you see to build, um, because you're going to definitely see them again. And, uh, as far as best heroes go, I would say that, uh, it goes really well with any hero that can generate either more resources than average because of resource cards in their kit, uh, e.g. Captain uh, Marvel, or I, I mean, I guess, I guess Hulk still, I wouldn't recommend him, but uh, you get the idea. 
Uh, Black Panther, also, because of Vibranium. But uh, any hero that has inherent uh, resource generation... Um, Captain America. I've, pl- I've played this type of deck with, with Captain America before. Yeah, he has yeah, definitely. Serum, and he gets the discount on all those allies. Well, Absolutely. Maybe. That's a... Yeah, that's obviously like this. This deck was named uh, Camp Lee High Damage Output, so it is modeled for Cap. But um, don't forget uh, Spider Man. Also, I think Spider Man is another really, really good example with web shooters and his uh, alter ego ability. Yeah, that's who I've tried this with. Um, when you sent these out earlier, I actually tried this with Spider Man today because I've I, this has never clicked for me before. But Spider Man's alter ego ability. It's basically Cap's ability, but other people can't steal it, and you can use it on other card types. But you could just use that as reduce mm-hmm. the cost of the first ally I play, right? Um, and yeah. Black Cat with Boot Camp, amazing. So um, right, and that was no that was there. another building concept. Um, uh, Spider Man also on defense is going to hand you extra cards, which helps you pay for all the price tags on some of these bigger um, allies. So I, I really, really like this with Spider Man. Coolest thing in this deck is like the allies are the star, right? Instead of just chumping with all your allies, you're pumping up their attack and smashing face. So that's another mm-hmm. reason Spider Man's good is he can defend, so you don't have to chump with those allies. And then the allies get up to three and four attack and just keep, you know, jumping in the discard pile eventually, but expending themselves fully instead of chumping. I like it. Yeah, it's it's a ton of fun. I've played it against um, some of the Galaxy's most wanted, and. I think at least crossbones and you know once you hit a sentry or uh, a hercules or hulk and a boot camp is down uh it's it's pretty lights out <laughs> like what about you're you're on you're on the path why no angela i have to i have to ask um so obviously angela's really good uh i didn't make the room for her because honestly i don't know that the deck wants extra minions engaged because you're trading consequential damage on allies to deal with it a lot of the time. So I'd rather not do that for a free ally, despite how good she is, because she's I, amazing. I guess it kind of depends on the uh, the minion that you're going to get out, right? Because you're right. right. Because you can get the boot camp out and make her a three attack. These allies are going to be able to take out. Well, ideally, would take out the minion uh, in one hit, right? She can't yeah. hurt as heroes into. Avengers. Either, oh, okay. Right? Yeah, there so, you go. There's my yeah. serious. It's also true she's not as... I mean, you don't need a team-building exerciser, obviously, but um, uh, she does have a whiff rate, and certain kits are going to be... Or certain modules, I should say, are going to be really bad. Uh, Masters of Evil, uh, Kree Fanatics, those are, those are going to be super rough. She does combo well with a lot of your other allies, though, so if you play Angela and then dump a Spider-Girl to confuse and stun whatever minion comes out, that's super sweet. Or you can like play Angela to reduce the cost of Hercules. So you basically, I mean, I guess Angela is the card that reduced the cost, but you get two allies instead of one. That's pretty cool. So I, I could see trying her, but I haven't played her a lot yet, so I don't know. Yeah, I think if you wanted to do Angela, you could change. You could run this as as a Thor deck, mm. and trade out um, maybe maybe Brawn. Brawn, he's yeah, well, yeah, um, probably. Because then you're also because... getting more cards. I mean, you're are you you're you're focused on swinging with them, right? Not not necessarily thwarting with them. Right. Yeah, you're going to want to be turning them sideways. So yeah, then definitely take out Brawn. Yeah. Or her. Right. And then, like I said, if you get your minion, you draw a couple cards, you may get another ally out. But I really like Brawn. 
What's that? I really do like Braun, though. Yeah, no, me too. Um, I just felt like the deck should have a little bit of not punchy <laughs> that can yeah. be punchy. Um, I also really like uh, She-Hulk, but I don't like how fast her clock is when she... I mean, how fast her clock is because you want her to, to like activate herself. So, that yeah. kept her out. I, I personally think She-Hulk's probably one of the, the, the best allies out there. But... I think you need to use her Thor, Thor attack, not attack, attack. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I, I agree. Uh, Honorary Avenger obviously keeps your guys around, but also helps your teammates a little bit. Um, Lockjaw is there because once you've once you've got like the gears rolling, you can you can always turn him into Blockjaw and play him again. So that's pretty useful, saving all of your big guys like like Hulk and Sentry. So for let me ask you this: um, for either of these decks, what would you, if you had to choose one card to switch out to add in? Um, I know that that's to add in Hall of Heroes. If you're running, I'm the kind of person that just likes to have fun. And if mm -hmm. I'm throwing, if I'm doing a heavy minion, um, a heavy minion villain deck, I want to throw in Hall of Heroes, right? Okay. Yeah. Um, what would you in this? Let's say this one, this heavy ally deck. What would you take out to add in Hall of Heroes? In the heavy ally deck, um, let's see. Because I, I think it's a fun card. I think it. Um, you have to defeat, so your allies wouldn't be able to, right? To add. Right. Right. Um... Well, that's yeah. That's the thing is like it's it's functionally a support card, and your allies can still set up knockouts in a lot of scenarios, um, but not not everyone, obviously. Um, I think it depends on which hero you're playing because if team building exercise is worth less, that's an easy swap. Um, in in general, I suppose it could replace an Avengers Mansion. Okay, makes sense. Because I I like. I like uh, doing that too, where I build, throw in a like heavy minion deck, and or like a lot of side schemes, and build my hero deck. I'm weird like that. I like to build the hero deck then to focus on side schemes. So I throw in Jessica Jones, yeah, you know that type of thing. Right. Yeah, I'm um, I'm very much the same way. I I build towards weaknesses, not towards strengths. When when I build decks in general. But sometimes it is cool just to go, okay, Hulk does smashy things. Let's add more smashy stuff. Yeah, I think I'm, I'm sort of the, the other direction where rather than shoring up weaknesses, I'd rather be really, really good at the function that I intend rather than uh, a little bit good at everything that may come up. And I, and I know that this the idea behind these decks is that maybe they're not the ideal deck for every situation, but it's an easy swap, right? One card's an easy swap. Certainly. To make. Easy swap, and, fun and... to play. Right. Perfect. We just do the paperwork for you guys. That's all. We try to. Sometimes. We try to. Sometimes we're behind. Yeah, like... <laughs> and, I mean, I, I... Everybody builds decks differently. So, like, maybe if one of these doesn't work, maybe the other one does. I know with like me, my my favorite Hulk deck is a Justice Hulk deck, which 
is weird, abnormal, uh, especially the way he plays. But I think he's got enough attack that, you know, sure enough, the weakness of Justice is why I always gravitate towards, like, with She-Hulk or Hulk. No. I, I went towards Justice. No, I played, I played that with you. Yeah. I thought it was a lot of fun watching it work out. It's different. I mean, and I got to see Hulk in action, and I wasn't the one playing him, so it was awesome. <laughs> it was a it was a win win because you got to watch him. You got to watch like the monkey in the cage. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> Look at him go! He's trying so hard. <laughs> Yelled him for all those mistakes, right? That's the best part of watching streams. Which is why I don't stream Marvel <laughs> Champions. See, I knew I knew We're that sick was coming. Of us being in the chat room. Oh man! Oh man! I stream I everything else, but not <laughs> Marvel <laughs> Champions. <laughs> Man, oh. I knew that was coming from a mile away. <laughs> All right. Well, we'll move on from the land of aggression. We've got two Rockstar decks there into the land of leadership where everybody's going to boo at me because I make decks that are really obvious. But I tried uh, not to this time. We'll see. The people the people of the land of aggression prefer people, to be called citi- citizens, yes. citizens of Punch World. I'm kind of hoping that Dan did the same thing you did where he has a... Allied or uh, non-allied leadership deck—that'd be kind of cool, right? Right? Let's let's come on, Dan. You did it, right? Well, um, I almost did. So yeah, he, he seriously almost did. <laughs> I, I tried to actually. That's what it started as. So I built two decks, and interestingly, both of Adder Cop's decks had ten aggression cards exactly and fifteen basic cards. Mine are the opposite. They have like twenty leadership cards and five basic cards. So I pushed harder into the aspect. Well, that's and there's good two. Because, oh, go. Because if, if Adderkop uses all the basics, then there's none left over for Justice and Yeah, there's none left right? for me, but I stole Nick Fury and Mockingbird, so joke's on him. <laughs> so, Man. two of my favorite leadership decks. One is where you just work on pumping your hero stats with things like morale boost and lead from the front and Avengers Assembled, and you just ignore allies and you say, I'm going to make myself a 6 6, and I just start smashing face. Um, and I that like one's, that too. A really fun deck to play, but with characters like Miss Marvel and characters like um, trying to think of who else has like those one 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 stat lines, it doesn't work out quite as well, right? Um, but another fun leadership deck to play is the Voltron style, where you have Iron Man ally or Ronin ally, and you stack a bunch of things on top of them. So this first deck is all about pumping yours and your allies' stats, but it's sort of taking that Voltron approach as well. So it's got five basic cards, Energy, Genius, Strength, Real Obvious, Mockingbird, Nick Fury. Why would you ever not bring them? So there. And then it's got 20 leadership cards. So it's got three allies only, Giant Man, Iron Man, and Ronin. So all three of those are really expensive allies, but all of them can get to really high stats, whether it's a a base attack of three or four or five, depending on what upgrades you put on them. So you've got three allies, you've got two power of leadership to pay for those allies because they're expensive, and a team training to keep them around a little bit extra long. We've got three copies of Get Ready, because once you've built these allies up and pumped their stats, you're going to want to use those stats as many times as you can in one turn. And I didn't include Inspiring Presence, because not everybody's an Avenger, so I didn't want this to like go into a Star-Lord deck and have him be sad. Um... Three copies of Lead from the Front, so that's the one that gives all of your allies plus one, plus one, and your hero plus one, plus one. And then it's got two copies of a bunch of ally upgrades. So two copies of Inspired, two copies of Power Gloves, two copies of Reinforced Suit, two copies of Sky Cycle. So those are all one-cost upgrades, but on Iron Man, they're free. 
So what's really cool here is if you inspire Iron Man, he becomes a 3-3. If you put power gloves on him, he's now a 3-3 that whenever he activates, you also ping something for a damage. Um, so that can like just pump his stats to crazy levels. If you play lead from the front on top of that, you can get him to a 4-4. Um, I'm trying to remember the stats on Giant Man, and now they're escaping me. That's right, he's 5 cost, 2-2, two, two, and he gets plus 2 attack when he has 3 or more health. So if you can get a reinforced suit on him or inspired on him, you can get him up to crazy attack values. I think I've seen him all the way up to 6 attack in this uh, Voltron setup, and it's just bonkers. So the deck's all about pumping your hero, but also all about pumping these like 2 or 3 Voltron allies. So it's kind of a, a combination of like the Captain America style of pump your hero and untap, but also pump up these Voltron allies deck. As far as setting up goes, you're going to need to mulligan for one of these allies, especially if you're going to lean into that half of the deck. Um, on top of all these great ally cards, you have your 15 hero cards, but you really need to focus on getting an ally out early, because if you get them out too late, then you're not going to have them out when those upgrades end up in your hand, and then you end up a little bit behind. There's no like Avengers Tower or anything in there, because once you get those allies out, the rest of your deck is really cheap. All those upgrades cost one, um, get readies are zero cost, so you don't need to play a bunch of setup, but you need to get one of those allies out. Ideally Iron Man or Ronin, because they get to really good stats as you pump these upgrades onto them. So don't be afraid to throw those early lead from the fronts and get readies, because you kind of want to get your allies out there get them pumped up with all their upgrades, and then have like this blow-up turn where you play lead from the front twice and use get ready, or you play lead from the front and get ready on multiple allies to just blast a bunch of damage. Um, surprisingly, this pack only needs, or this deck only needs four packs. So you need the core set, you need Doctor Strange for Iron Man ally, you need Rise of Red Skull and Ant-Man for a couple of those upgrades and um, allies that are included. So four SKUs, and you've got a whole deck, which is really cool. Um, mulliganing, like I said, you're you're digging for those allies, and the sort of overview of the deck is you're trying to get an ally, you're trying to pump their stats to the point that they're higher than a hero's stats, and then use lead from the front and just go to the face. So it's almost an aggression leadership deck. You're never going to use these allies for chump blocking. You don't want to. Turns out we're all the same color anyway. You know, it's all just allies, and we want him to hit really hard. It's true. That's that's what all decks should be: allies that hit really hard. <laughs> I've two. Do you think? Go ahead. Oh, no, go ahead, please. What about what about uh, call for aid to get to those allies faster? There it is. Mm, that would be smart. I mean, it takes up it, it would take up a slot at, for something else, but um... it takes up a slot. The reason I don't like call for aid in these Voltron decks, I used to think that I did, and like with the Captain Marvel one with Spider Man, you kind of have to because you need Captain Marvel for that deck to function. The problem is if you call for aid and you discard, like, there's 8 or 10 ally upgrades in here. If you discard 6 of those, you're not going to see them until you get all the way through your deck again. Which, at that point, like, the combo of your 20 leadership cards is going to have to wait 4 or 5 turns. Um, yeah, but you're not going to discard all those all those attachments to you get will. to one of those. You not will. to get to one of them. No way. <laughs> I mean, at that point, no you may way. as well just draw the ally, right? <laughs> It happens. I, I don't I think played... you'll discard all of them, but you if you like if you discard your two inspireds, like that's a big deal. It okay. it slows you down dramatically. It hurts. Um, yeah. But I could see putting it in there. And I could see putting other allies in. I considered putting like Yandu in, because he doesn't take consequential for attacks. 
So then you can get all these upgrades on him, and he never has to go away. Um, that's why Black Cat works well with a lot of these. Um, yeah, but, he's a great candidate. Yeah. Um, what if, under your best hero section, I recommended the old Rocket Raccoon? You lose Sky why? Cycle. You lose Sky Cycle, obviously. Mm. Not obviously, because I learned it. But anyway. Um, I don't think you do. I think Sky Cycle just has to be on an Avengers ally, right? What card do you lose if you're not an Avenger, then? What am I thinking of? I think... He doesn't have Stinger in there. (laughs) Maybe I'm thinking of Stinger. Uh, Yeah, all these are just Avengers allies, so you could do it with Rocket. um, And he could bring those Sky Cycles, or whichever one is a tech, I think. The I know you're not uh, and the power suit. gloves and the suit and the suit Enforce back suit. to your hand. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. So he could bring those. Yep. Use salvage to put them on top of your deck. That's pretty cool. I, I could see that. And he can eat them before the ally dies. Oh, uh-huh. mm-hmm. uh, it's I like it's this quality. Plan. I'm adding him to my list on my slide. I know that right you now. weren't you weren't thinking <laughs> of United. We stand right at cop. That's that's a garbage card. No, no, no. I was thinking. I think I was thinking of Stinger because of some. Like I said, I've, I've played something similar before, and I think I got, I got scolded on the internet. I almost <laughs> put uh, ins- inspiring presence. You do lose inspiring presence. It's not in this deck, so you're good. Yeah. Oh, what was I looking at? Inspired. I was thinking of inspired. Okay. Yeah. I almost included United We Stand in this deck just because you're going to have three allies sitting out there and you want to keep them up and have them do all the damage. So if you can heal each one, like when you're an expert in stage three, you just attack with all of them, heal all of them, just go to the next turn, right? Um, You'll just play with me and I'll just have three med teams out and heal them. That's what next week is for. Live in the dream. (laughs) So so you want to pump up your allies more than you want to pump up your hero? Yeah, originally I had morale boost in there too, and I was trying to fit everything in there. And then I looked at my deck list, and it was like fifty-two cards, and I decided that was a bad plan. So if you if you wanted to focus a little a bit more on your deck? hero, you could remove Sky Cycle, and you could remove Power Gloves, and bring three copies of morale boost and one copy of like Avengers Assemble or something like that, or Moxie. Um, Moxie? That way you get to boost your. Now we're deck building. <laughs> yeah, I mean, the, originally, like, I'm not even joking. I had 52 cards in the deck because I had three Moxie and three Morale Boost and something else. And then I was like, okay, well, not every hero likes to flip. Like, with Cap, you just you become Captain America, and then why would you ever go back to being Steve Rogers? That's boring. You just put you the shield to, like, down? No, that doesn't Go to your happen. apartment or something. <laughs> go to your apartment? Yeah, go to your apartment, draw a card, heal, take a nap, you know? Yeah, make sure the oven's not on or something. Yeah, exactly. Left the popcorn going. It's burning. (laughs) All right, we'll jump to the other deck. It's the opposite of what Crimson wanted. This one's all about going wide. This is the deck that just about every character in the world can play, and it's honestly kind of bonkers. So you're going to try to get six and boring. Yes, (laughs) I agree. I tried to put some stuff in to make it less boring, but I don't know. I'm not if I saying that you. I'm not saying that your deck build of it's boring. I just think the idea of it's just like I don't want. Well, to, I don't want to play wait, it. Wait until you see the deck build. Okay. Maybe okay. it is boring. Maybe it is boring. Maybe it is boring. All <laughs> right. So it's got six basic cards. So you know it's boring already. Energy, genius, strength. I put in a helicarrier, an Avengers Tower, and Avengers Mansion. So Avengers Tower is the one that you can only play. Um, 
but it increases your ally limit if you have all Avengers allies. And you can exhaust it to reduce the cost of the next Avenger card you play, which also includes Mansion, which is kind of cool. So it's got a ton of allies. It's got Ant-Man, both copies of Hawkeye, Squirrel Girl, Stinger, U.S. Agent, and Wonder Man. So your most expensive allies are three cost. That's Hawkeye and U.S. Agent. Everybody else is two or under. Despite that, I still have two copies of Power of Leadership because there's enough two-cost allies that I want to make sure whenever I draw them, I can play them. One copy of Team Training. Um, I've got three copies of Strength and Numbers and three copies of Avengers Assembled, and then two copies of All for One, which I thought I would never play, but I did while I was building this deck just to try it out. So all of the allies in there are Avengers allies, and you can get to six allies because Triskillian increases your ally limit, Avengers Tower increases your ally limit, and Stinger doesn't count against it. So all for one can be a two-cost event. You exhaust your six allies, and it does nine damage, which is pretty good. You're also exhausting six allies, which is kind of a bummer, because those allies could probably do more than nine damage combined. Um, but you're keeping those allies alive, which is also like a benefit, right? So That's the goal. That is the reason why you do it, right? That's the only reason. Exactly. So the goal of the deck is to play all these allies, and then you probably use them down to their last hit point, and then you don't jump with them, just like the last deck, you're going to use them as resources. So if you've got four allies out there and you play Strength and Numbers, and they all have one hit point left, you exhaust them all, you draw four extra cards. That's like better than Doctor Strange's pay zero to draw three cards, pay zero to draw four cards. Sounds great. Um, likewise, you can do that with all for one. You can exhaust your allies to get damage out, and then you just save them there so you have six, like, oh crap buttons for when the villain attacks you and gets a double boost, or when you draw an assault or whatever that Ronin card is, you stand accused. You can say, okay, that's great. I've got five allies to throw in front of you, and I'll draw another one next turn, so it's okay. So this is definitely a multiplayer deck, I would, I would say. It works in solo, too, and you're going to be focusing most of your, like, doing things stuff is going to be your hero cards and you're going to use those allies to draw extra cards every turn so if you get all six allies out or if you get six allies onto the board you can strengthen numbers to draw six cards so if you're an average hero and you have five cards in hero hand size you spend strength in numbers and you jump up to 10 cards if you've got 10 cards in your hand and six allies on the board you're probably winning the game is my guess um, but in multiplayer, yeah. it's nice because you've got these six allies. So if someone does draw an assault and it's going to kill them, you've got six things you can like sacrifice and, and throw in front of the bus. And otherwise you're just sitting and waiting and using them as batteries and resources until you draw like an Avengers assembled or something like that to finish the game. Um, so pretty, pretty vanilla strength in numbers, Avengers assemble, play all the good cards deck. Again, with leadership, this only requires five packs, so you need Corsets, Captain America, Rise of Red Skull, Ant-Man, and Wasp. So I think you don't need Doctor Strange, but you do need Captain America, um, and you need Wasp this time. But other than that, it's like the same three packs. Um, best heroes, again, Captain America. Any Avengers hero is going to be a little bit better, because Avengers Assembled works better for them. But none of these cards are like locked to Avengers. All for one, even. That attack event is deal three damage and then exhaust any number of Avengers characters. Your your hero doesn't have to be an Avenger for that. And same thing for Avengers Assembled. It's all Avengers characters get plus one plus one and ready them, but you don't have to be an Avenger to play it. It just makes it better if you are. So I've been playing this with Cap and Black Panther for a long time because their hero decks are so strong that if you get everything you need to on the board to set up your six cards of strength and numbers. You're basically drawing all the good cards every turn and winning the game. So, 
and then you get to that's wallop. it. Uh, what was that? And then you get to wallop. Yes, with exactly. Ten hand. Heroic so, strike twice. You know, in a perfect world. Um, I don't like three Avengers Assemble. I think that's a lot of them, and I think it's a really expensive card that's going to get pitched most of the time. You'd be surprised if uh, I could see getting rid of it. I, I would have liked. Normally, I run two Avengers Assemble, two lead from the front instead, because any mm-hmm. of those cards can be a finisher, right? If you right. make all your two two allies three three and swing in, you probably win. Um, but you, you you ran three from the front in the other deck, though. Yeah, I can't. Like, I think you actually could because I think lead from the front is included in Hawkeye's deck and in Captain America's deck, so you oh, get six. more than three copies. Um, but I think that once you've gotten your six allies out, right? Let's say you have six allies out. You've got team training out. You've got Avengers Mansion and Avengers Tower out. You've got nine cards out of your deck on the board. So there's like 30 cards left. You've probably got some hero upgrades and some other things out. If you're drawing 10 cards a turn out of a 20-card deck, you're going to be able to afford Avengers Assembled every turn. So that doesn't make me too sad. And if you exhaust them all to draw six with Strength and Numbers and then play Avengers Assemble to ready them all, you can strengthen numbers a second time with them to draw another six cards. How many... How... You know how, how many Wakanda can... Forevers you can play when you do that? More than five. So, <laughs> how how long does it take you to get to that point? It's surprisingly <laughs> not that long because a lot of these allies are really cheap, right? Stinger costs one. Ant Man can cost one. Little Hawkeye can cost two. Wonder Man can cost two. So feasibly, if you're playing Captain America in your first turn, you can get three to four allies out if you draw the nuts, right? L- Little Hawkeye um, is Clint, right? No, no, no. Little oh. Hawkeye, two cost Hawkeye. Oh, because he has the, the smaller stat line. The smaller impact on the game <laughs> right now, obviously. <laughs> no, um, I, I don't think it takes that long, because once you get like three of them out, and this would be a piloting tip I would give people, a lot of people like to like use Strength and Numbers at the beginning as a resource, but often if I play, let's say I'm playing Captain America, and I play Stinger, and I play Squirrel Girl, and that's going to cost me only two resources because Cap's reduction. So I could use Strength to play Squirrel Girl or something. I got three cards left in my hand, and I flip. I'll Strength a number of those two allies right away just to get more allies churning early on in the game. So don't feel like you have to wait on Strength and Numbers until you have six allies. Even using Strength and Numbers on two to three allies can let you set up that much faster. It usually takes probably three turns to get four to six allies out. So in a deck like this, with you know, a relatively low cost curve. Um, where do we put, or how how do we get in, make the call? That's a good question. Um, you could drop the all-for-ones for make the call. That's what it originally was, but I really wanted to use all-for-ones, so I put it in there. Um, you could drop the team training. So team training, all that does is it, because all these allies, you're going to use them until they're down to one health. So team training lets you get one more use out of all those allies, but that's not essential, right? Make the call is going to let you grab those allies if they die out of the discard pile, so it's not the end of the world. Right. Um, but I don't think you need it, right? Because the, the goal isn't to block with the allies unless like, it's a game-ending emergency. The goal is to just leave them out there. So would you want to run ready for action to save them? Is that the... It gives an ally a tough status card for one cost. Yeah, I wouldn't mind putting that card in here. 
Um, I mean, that might work another, together. Another use for your ally that's not just throwing them yeah. in the discard pile, right? A couple, a couple allies that you're really focusing on, so you don't want them to take any damage. Like Giant Man? Yeah, I think that's better than the ones that, like... If you do lose an ally here, make the call could save them, or it wouldn't be the end of the world because you've got more than six, so you'll draw another one eventually. Or with Strength and Numbers engine, you'll draw them real fast. Um, so I don't know. I think you could fit make the call in. You could probably drop team training. You could probably drop all for one and have three copies of make the call in there, right? I think, yeah, dropping at least one copy of Avengers Assemble, at least one all for one. Puts you in a pretty good position to, to just play a couple of extra insurance cards. So whether that's um, make the call or even like rapid response, you know, you're like typical uh, uh, leadership mark one cards, right? I like those expensive cards as I hesitate to drop Avengers Assemble. Uh, blue cards are boring. That's, that's your motto. Blue cards are boring. Blue cards are boring. Blue cards are best. That's what you mean. <laughs> Why why use allies when you can just use your hero's giant green fists? Yes. Man. <laughs> All for one. Come on. This is the teamwork deck. Well, there it is. I'll try it with dropping an Avengers Assemble I mean, and putting Make the Caller Rapid Response in. Maybe how many I'll wide do you get? I post it. You can get how to many? six wide. Six? Okay. Um, if, if you're a Guardian, you could get to seven if you included Nowhere. Ooh. And you could have all Avengers allies, but that only works with a Guardian character because nowhere requires you to be a Guardian to play it. Um, and it works really good with a specific Guardian character, is that right? Yeah, <laughs> very, very well with a specific Guardian <laughs> character. Maybe Star Lord, right? Possibly. Oh, not Drax. Um, I mean, it could work well with Drax. You'd you'd never be taking damage, that's for sure. Just throw all those allies in the way. Um. No, it's good. There's lots of uses for these allies that aren't just chumping, um, right? Kate Hawkeye can discard cards to punch out damage if you don't draw strength in numbers or um, an all for one that turn. So you've got lots of uses for them in the background if you if you choose to go that route. I actually wasn't convinced on power of leadership because I think it's really only there for the Avengers Assembled. Like you said, those are really expensive. But once you get your allies out, like Strength the numbers costs zero. All for one might cost two, but you're you're honestly not playing that that much. So you're mainly including that so that when you're to the point where you're spamming strength and numbers, you can spam Avengers Assemble as well. I think if you get into a scenario where you get to play two Avengers Assemble in a turn, the game is over. Like, <laughs> well, it's also max one per turn, so you can't. Oh, I'm thinking of uh, lead from the front and uh, Avengers Assemble. Well, yeah, it's it's honest. Best use is not doing um, that. if you got a hero that has a really strong hero kit, like Black Panther is the main the main one I do this with. Where I'll strengthen numbers for six, play Avengers Assemble to ready all those allies, and then strengthen numbers for six again. So now I've gotten twelve cards into my hand, and hopefully five of those cards are Wakanda Forever, and five of those are cards that I can spend as resources. Um, sometimes you could even get more than five if you like cycle your deck so it's it's really exciting it's truly well, forever then you have, you have to stand yeah. up at the table and, and do the, the salute right yes exactly you have to you just have to just like that mass market game 
I don't know oh. what game you're referring it, to. It took me there a was second, like a yeah. target. There's a target game, Wakanda Forever. You should go check it out. Okay. Like a, like a table, like a tabletop <laughs> game. That's like what you have to right. do when you win. You have to like stand up and do the salute, or it's like Uno. Someone can like steal it from you if you don't say Uno when you're down <laughs> to one. Um, it's it's think, really dopey. I think uh, we'll get into that. Never mind. This this pod brought to you by Target. I was gonna say if we're if we're if we're going that way, I'd rather just throw burritos at people, foam burritos. Mm, there you go. That's a good one too. What? <laughs> you guys need to buy more of these mass market tabletop games. That's all Americano and I are saying. Oh, okay. Okay. What's the burrito toss game called? I throw burrito. I throw burrito. Okay. Easy to remember. The name of the game is what you do in the game. <laughs> <laughs> Only if you want to win. I get it now. That's like my my old uh, MTG tournament policy. If somebody says, "How do you beat this deck?" I would always say. Don't let the, the deck do what the deck is called. <laughs> so as long as that doesn't happen, you're good. They're, uh, that's true. I named my MTG decks what I wanted them to do. Don't, don't let them do it. I had a friend when we played Throw Throw Burrito. He was playing in flip-flops and broke his flip-flop, his sandal. That's, that's how intense it was. Intense. If you're playing throw throw burrito, your your uh, sandals are actually chunkless for the time being. <laughs> yes, exactly. Cool. All right. Well, we got and then, it. And then you'll never get. And then you'll never get invited to game night again. This throw throw burrito podcast has been brought to you by Target. <laughs> <laughs> I'd rather talk about throw throw burrito than a six wide Ronin leadership deck. <laughs> yeah, then play Ronin. Exactly. <laughs> Harsh. Hard <laughs> man. All right. Actually, well, it sounds like next episode we'll talk about Drax finally, um, and then after that, Venom should be out, so we can make these other knuckleheads do their versions of their smash up decks, and we can we can make fun of their leadership six wide protection Iron Fist spam decks or whatever it is. Yeah, <laughs> I'm gonna go home and cry now. <laughs> I'm just happy I get I get Iron Fist, and you guys can't take him. Oh, you want to bet? I'm putting make the call on this now. I can take him all I want. <laughs> That's fine, but he's in my deck. Nice Iron Fist. It'd be a shame if somebody took it. <laughs> oh, all right. Okay, it's time to well, go play. Yep, let's go play a game. Thanks for tuning in, everybody. Yeah, thanks for listening. And if you love the decks, tell us. And if you hated the decks, also tell us.